You're tuning in to the Sheer Resilience Podcast, the brown girl's guide to facing life's hurdles without giving up. Tune in weekly as we share candid conversations and an occasional kiki to help you bounce back and be the best version of yourself. I am your host, Brandi Lucas. Let's cut up. Welcome back, y'all see? Singing is not one of my gifts, but I be trying it. Let me let you know that does not stop me from trying it, nor should it stop you. Just do what makes you happy. What's up, y'all? Welcome back. I hope that y'all are doing well and that you are just summoning all of the joy that you can stand because life be life and and you have to be intentional about attracting what you want in your life. I hope that you are overwhelmed with joy. And if it has not hit you yet thus far, my prayer is that today's episode sprinkles just that little extra seasoning on the top to get you where you need to go. All right, let's start the show off like we do with every single episode. Y'all say it with me. This week's dope thing that I am digging. If you're first time around here, welcome. You should know that. The first segment of the show, each and every episode, is a segment I call Dope, where it's my opportunity to share something with you that I'm currently digging. Sometimes it's something tangible. Sometimes it's just something that is going on in my life, but I want to share with you in hopes that you can get yourself a piece of your own. You hear me? Let's go. This week, I am digging a book called Control Girl. Now, I've been listening, not listening. Now, I've been reading this book for a couple of weeks now. And when I say it has me in a very aggressive chokehold, I do mean that this book is not playing with me. The book is called Control Girls Lessons on Surrendering Your Burdens of Control from Seven Women in the Bible. It's written by Shannon Popkin and Shannon knows my business. She has my diary. She reads my thoughts. She is far too involved with my life. I don't know if God like specifically sent her for me, but when I tell y'all this book is touching on all of my areas, the areas that are like hidden that I don't even speak words about. It's a me and God thing. I actually heard about this book listening to another podcast I was listening to Kirk Franklin's serious station on in the car one Sunday after church and his wife and daughter, Tammy and Carrington have a podcast where they were just talking about a group, the two of them and a group of uh, some other ladies that they are close to was reading this book together and doing a study together. At that same time, I had been talking to my husband about wanting to do something that was faith-based In a group setting, I'm often doing like pop-ups where I'll have like conversations and, you know, a meal, that type of thing for ladies to come and join me at the salon. I love hosting and all things hospitality. So it's right up my alley. And of course I have, and of course I have a passion for inspiring and encouraging the lives of women. So those things just work together very well. Heard about the book, thought it would be a good idea. I immediately 
downloaded the book to my Kindle because the way that they explained the book, I knew it was going to be a situation where I needed to take notes and really work through it. When I got that book, when I say the first chapter, really, I was like, oh, oh, it's one of those books. I like to preface this because I believe that people are apprehensive when they hear the word conviction or correction because we grown and ain't nobody finna be telling me what to do and all of that. You know, we have that. I'm a big girl. I, I move how I want to spirit on us sometimes. But if you're living a life where you, you want to see God's favor in your life, you consider yourself a Christian, a daughter of Christ, and you have to be willing to submit yourself to correction. That's the only way he's going to have the opportunity to prune the stuff out of us, the worldly stuff out of us so that he can get glory from our lives. And when I say this book, ooh, this book is doing it. The author is witty. She's very transparent with her own story and stories of people who, you know, she knows or whatever. But when I tell you this book, I cannot see how anyone can completely get serious about reading this book and doing the work and be the same person. This is a transformational book. It has encouraged me, inspired me, had me looking at myself, looking at how I parent, how I am as a wife, how I am in business, in every area of my life. I believe that God is using this book to make me better. I'm excited about it. I'm actually on the last chapter of the book. But when I say that each chapter of this book really takes some working through, I suggested the book to several of my clients and some women who are close to me and the reviews have been mixed. What I know to be true about this book is you have to be ready to do your work. I just happen to be in one of those seasons where I'm seeking a lot from the Lord and knowing that in order for me to really go deeper and really see him move in ways that I've never seen him move, some of the stuff that I've been carrying around can't go no more. So I would say if you're interested in going deeper, you want to see some change in your life, you want to become a better woman from the lens of how you're walking your life by faith, I highly suggest that you click in the show notes and get this book. And please, if you do decide to get the book, let me know on Instagram that you're reading the book. I would love to have some women who would like to do a study on this because this is transformational. Yeah. So this week's dope thing that I'm digging is the book Control Girl. Again, the details will be in the show notes. And without further ado, let's get into the show. In the last week, maybe two, it has been some major things going on in culture that I think that we should look at as women. One, the virality of Sarah Jakes Roberts preaching her wig slipping, 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 and her just pulling that mug off. And the tragic, tragic passing of Wildin' Out TV shows Jackie O. I didn't know who Jackie O was before hearing about her passing. I did a little bit of being nosy just to see who she was when I saw that it was such a big thing 
on social. And of course it breaks my heart whether or not I knew who she was or the situation around her passing. None of that played a part in the fact that my heart was broken on her behalf because what I saw when I went to her page was that she was a mom, a mom who through social media, what I saw loved her babies and a woman who was fostering and developing a relationship with God that she was excited and passionate about. And then on the other end, Sarah Jakes Roberts has this viral moment where she's in the pulpit at the Potter's house, one of the largest churches, especially here in Dallas, she's preaching and her wig is slipping, which for anybody would be embarrassing. And as she's continuing to preach, the wig is continuing to disrespect her. And she got to the point where she took the wig off and continued to preach stocking cap on her head on live. So these were both two like noteworthy situations happening in culture to two different women thought about both of them there was a thread that kind of wound them together I know two completely different situations hear me out what I took away from both situations was Jackie O's passing had something to do with her having a cosmetic procedure Allegedly, I don't know much about it and, you know, but I do know that it was noted that she was having a cosmetic procedure. Allegedly, Sarah Jakes losing her wig was also an appearance thing. Both of these situations shines a flashlight at two different women two different situations and outcomes. But when we turn that flashlight around and shine it at us, I believe that there's a message that we need to pay attention to. As a culture, we are obsessed with people's opinions of us. Now, I know that we might post, we might say, we might have a screensaver, a t-shirt, a bumper sticker that says and proclaims that other people's opinions don't matter to me and I'm doing me and all of the me, 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 me. I kind of feel like the sheer fact that we have to say and proclaim or wear the shirt or like put the post out speaks to how we're in the boat with everybody else and we all are drinking from the same Kool-Aid of caring about other people's opinions for women. I believe that it is even more sensitive. We are criticized and critiqued at levels that are just unprecedented. And it's been that way throughout life, (laughs) even in biblical days. But now that we have social media and we have so much access to compare ourselves to everybody and to be ogled at by men and to be looked at as, you know, not the beauty standard or the beauty standard, I believe that there is a lot of pressure on women to show up and have a certain disposition or appearance. I don't want us to miss this moment that's happened in the culture as an opportunity for us to evaluate the healthiness of our relationship to people's opinions in regards to our appearance. You might be saying, really, Brandy? 
you're having this conversation as someone who makes a living off of beauty. I'm a hairstylist. I have a product line that helps women enhance their beauty. How can I take a position that will call people to look at the health of their relationship with beauty? I think that the fact that I'm in beauty is a uniquely appropriate reason for me to uh, lead this conversation. The first thing that would be helpful for us to ask ourselves is who created the standard of beauty that you specifically live to? Was it your mother and you watched how your mother groomed herself, how she dressed? You were inspired by it. You couldn't wait to grow up and dress like her, do like her, move like her. Or did you have an unfavorable example of what womanhood looked like or what beauty looked like as a child? And is your entire pursuit about doing the opposite of what you saw done. There are also people who had situations where they didn't have a lot of say-so in how they wore their hair or when they were able to wear makeup or when they were able to wear the red nail polish. And sometimes those restrictions that were put on you as a child has a huge effect on how you show up and see beauty even today as an adult. So one question I would encourage you to ponder as you evaluate the healthiness of your relationship with beauty and how people see you and even how you see yourself is what is your standard? What helped you to shape your standard for what beauty is and is it healthy or not? It's interesting to me that especially in the sphere of social media and the online space. A lot of times when influencers are sharing something that they used or they're promoting, let's, let's take a fragrance. One of the selling points that I hear a lot that always like dings something for me is when somebody says, I wore this perfume and everybody was asking me what scent I was wearing. Or every time I wear this perfume, people always stop me and ask me what scent I'm wearing. I think that we have gone so far and normalized so much being wired by other people's reaction and approval to how we look, how we smell, how we show up, how we talk, that it has become dangerously unhealthy, so much so that we're going to lengths to change ourselves or to possibly wear things, do things, spend money that we might not have or should not necessarily be spending to acquire things to get the attention and approval of other people. So we really, y'all, cannot miss the moment of what's happening right now. We need to take the time to evaluate how beauty, how comparison, how people's opinions of you and how you look and your body shape and all of the things, is it centered in a healthy standard? If not, my plea to you is that you figure out how to rectify it. Y'all know I am a huge advocate for therapy. And a lot of times when our stuff that's showing up in our lives as grown women is tied to things when we were little kids to be expecting to be able to untie all of them wires is a huge reach. 
professional help is available and useful. So if you evaluate your situation and you know that you're doing things not necessarily because it's what gives you joy or what makes you feel beautiful or what makes you feel like you love your body and the skin that you're in, but you're doing them to fit in or to be marketable or to please or attract a man or all of the things that are rooted in the things as adults We tell kids to stay away from. We also have to be willing to sit with ourselves and be real and make sure that we are not living our lives as grown women playing by the same games that we play in grammar school and in high school. So I want to throw this out here for anybody who is feeling like, okay, I realize that some of my stuff ain't healthy. If we all evaluate some of our choices and how we move, we can see a point or two that are unhealthy and need to be rectified. You might be asking, how in the world do we get there? The answer is kind of simple. The most impactful thing we can do is to realign ourselves, our attention, our motives with the voice of God. He is our creator. Each and every hair on your head, he knows it. He made you how he made you. He know all your stuff that led to why you do what you do right now. He knows why you have security in this area and insecurity in this. He's been with you from the beginning. So if anyone is capable and equipped to help you work through your stuff and get a healthy perspective on how you see yourself, how you show up, what your beauty standard is, I believe that it's God. And for us to adopt a healthy standard, the only way we're going to be able to do it is to get in the word. Get in the word and read what God says about you. So the world, social media, other people can be telling you that you are too big to be wearing what you're wearing. For certain people, that perspective can have you wanting to change yourself, doing unhealthy things, willing to go under the knife. And listen, y'all, I have absolutely positively no opinions whatsoever negative or positive about anybody who chooses to do anything to themselves if you are doing it for you my problem is I think that as women a lot of our decisions and the lengths the great lengths that we're willing to do to change ourselves are not rooted in us wanting to improve ourselves they're rooted in us wanting to have people see us who haven't seen us before to see us and to be acceptable in other people's eyes when you're doing all of that when you are already acceptable in God's eyes so again I'm not shaming. I don't have no hate. This conversation and my intention here is to shine a light on the woman who feels like she could benefit from evaluating how she sees beauty, who may need some help having a healthy perspective in what beauty is. And the simple solution is to go back to the maker, the person who created you. Even if your parents didn't affirm your beauty and tell you what you needed to, or sometimes our parents do affirm our beauty and tell us what we need to hear as we're growing up. But there are so many other voices that get in our heads and that warp us. And then we go to school and we see people and we see the girl with the long hair got more attention than the girls with the short hair and the lighter skinned girl got more privileged than the darker skinned girl. And that stuff plants a seed in us. 
And we need help digging those seeds up so we can get back to the truth of who we are because of who God says that we are. Everything else is a bonus. And then we can begin to unlearn the habits and uproot the lies that have us jumping through hoops for things that are artificial and sometimes lead to our demise. In regards to Sarah Jakes Roberts, I feel like her being that exposed just the vanity of how crippling it could be for something like that to happen to somebody. You got all this notoriety and you got all of these millions of followers and people are looking at you and all of that. Something like that was humbling in the mug. I don't know about her situation or I don't even want to speak too much about this was a humbling situation for her. What I want is for us to take these situations and allow them to be points of reference for us to evaluate ourselves. Is your relationship with beauty, how you show up and how people see you rooted in healthiness? If it is not, I pray that you will evaluate it. And if you are looking for a frame of reference to kick that off, go to the word of God and read the promises that he has for you, what he says about you. And when you give space and time and meditate on God's word and allow that to be the foundation where it all starts, people's opinions, I won't even front like people's opinions won't like sting or matter because, you know, that's, that's just life. We do care what people say. But at the same time, when you're rooted and grounded in truth, you can hear somebody say something and it'd be like, dang, that was bogus. But it does not change your perception of yourself. It does not make you feel less than because the girl over there says she ain't like your shoes because you already know you so firm in your foundation of who God said you was that, you know, it might have stung for a minute, but it's like, oh, okay, tomato, tomato. She like heels. I like flats. It's good. And you can move on. And that's not another seed being planted in you that breeds insecurity. So. I'm going to do what I can to leave some resources in the show notes. Of course, I want to share with you guys the Control Girl book. So that will be in the show notes below. I, if you're digging conversations like these and you want to have them amongst women, I would love to invite you to tap the link below for the Beyond Beauty Collective. It is my online membership community that I would love to have you a part of. We are doing life together, growing together, encouraging each other. It's a beautiful thing over there. So all of the details will be in the show notes until next time. Y'all keep learning, keep living and more importantly than anything, keep loving, love yourself sis and show some love to somebody else because we all absolutely need it. Talk to y'all next time.